Hey, what's going on? Hey, D- David, what's going on? All right, it looks like I am connected twice. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Hold on. There we go. Okay. You can hear me, you can yeah. hear me still? I can hear you. Perfect. Yeah, I got I got you and I got um Dan Morris. He's he's, he's joining us as well. All so right. we're gonna we're gonna be talking, of course, San Francisco, my 49ers. <laughs> and we'll be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Perfect. So I'm gonna go ahead since I'm gonna be waiting for Dan to um come on in come on in. Sure. So, um, so let's start off by what made you a I mean you're from Canada, you said. So yeah. what made you a Patriots fan? Uh so funny story, I was uh a, I get a lot of Buffalo Bill games up here, a lot of Patriot games, a lot of AFC East stuff. Um, just based on where I am geographically. But um, I was watching a a particular Super Bowl against uh, the greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams. And uh, the Patriots were underdogs in that Super Bowl. And I appreciate a good underdog story. Um, And I had always kind of liked them, but I hadn't really decided if I was going to watch football as as a huge hockey fan. That was really what I was looking for. So I decided that I would, uh, you know, really cheer for uh, a team. And uh, it just so happened that that year the Patriots went to a Super Bowl. Um, so I've kind of been, I've been lucky, obviously, with uh, the run they went on. But I, I really got into them uh, as true underdogs on the foot of Adam Vinatieri and nobody else. Oh, so you, you came along during the Brady, during the um, beginning of the Brady era. Yeah, I came. I uh, I started watching Patriots football as a Bledsoe guy, like I, like early on. But like I wasn't. I wouldn't call myself like a diehard fan at that point. You know what I mean? I I was watching, but I wouldn't say that I was um, like steeped in full Patriot fandom. I also liked you know other teams that were. I didn't you know I didn't get a lot of 49er games, but I just didn't like the Bills that much. The Dolphins were always fun because. I watched some Marino, but Marino was, you know, the the aging superstar at that point. Right, so I, right, I needed, right. I, I had an opportunity to, like, decide my fandom, which is uh, a unique position in a market that doesn't have uh, major professional sports. If you uh, live in Pittsburgh, you are likely going to grow up a Steelers fan. It's just the way it is. It's kind of steeped in that, that culture. You know, if you grow up in Cleveland, God help you, you may end up being a Browns fan. Oh, it's, dear, it's yeah. unfortunate, but that's how it goes. Um, if you're in New York, you might as well hope you're a Giants fan because if you're a Jets fan, oof, rough go. But in oh. Canada, where I am in particular, I'm on the far east coast of Canada, um, there's no major professional sport. The closest teams are um, we've got the Patriots, we got the Bills. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a unique story. Um, well, we got Dan Morris from the Morris Podcast. Uh, Dan, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on, man? Not much. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks you as yeah. well, David, for joining me. Um, yeah. uh, since you live in Ma- you live in Massachusetts, right? Um, I, Dan, I, I live in Maine. Okay, you live in Maine, so New England. So how'd you, how'd, you become, so how'd you become a Patriots fan? It's 
born and raised, man. I was born in, in New Hampshire. Um, so, you know, New England Patriots takes care of all, uh, <laughs> all, all four or five, however many of their states up there. So since I started watching football, I've, I've been a Pats fan. Okay. So what, did you, did you, did you watch during, you know, the, you know, starting the Brady era or prior to so, Brady or a little before that, I always say the first, like my memory of the first real game, like I sat down and watched was, um, the Rams Titans Super Bowl. I think it was the year year or two before Brady. I was like ten or eleven years old, and then oh. uh, the next year, I think it was the next year, um, maybe the year after, was when Bledsoe got hurt. Brady came in. That was the first real like like Patriots fan year. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. And then it's just obviously been been history ever okay. since. Yeah, that's usually what most Patriots fans outside yeah. of New England, you know, yeah. they they jumped on during, during you know during the Brady years and. Yep. Now I don't I don't I don't see it as many of them now since Brady's moved on. Yeah, they all moved down to Florida. Yeah, so yeah, so what I'm going to start off with is, um, of course, we're going to talk about the matchup between the Niners and the um and the Patriots. But we're going to start off with talking about the guy that y'all traded to my 49ers. Mm. I mean, I I always give you guys thanks for saying thanks all the Patriots for um, doing us a solid and trading <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo to us. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm one of his biggest supporters. So, but let, let me start off with, I'm going to start with you, Dan. I mean, what do you, I mean, when Jimmy Garoppolo was first drafted by the Patriots, I mean, what were your impressions of him? I mean, what did you, what did you think of him? Do you, yeah. did you see him guy is going to be the heir apparent to Brady? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm a Jimmy G guy too, and I, I like the pick. But the thing about like, you know, this Patriots dynasty, there's really, for the longest time, there's really no more. The most irrelevant position in sports is the backup quarterback in New England. Because you know what I mean. We just haven't right. seen the need to use one. And Jimmy G was interesting because when he was drafted, I think it was like 2014, I believe. So it was before the Seahawks Super Bowl. And, you know, Brady's tough because it's like, I get it. You're this young, you know, good-looking kid, very marketable, and a good quarterback. I thought that was a good draft pick. But it's like, you know, you're sitting there like, okay, like this guy's playing elite-level football at 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. It's like, okay, I either got to make a move myself or I'm just going to sit and watch this guy play until his 50s (laughs) and and go from there. So. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, there's been a number of, of backup quarterbacks in New England. None of them have really been relevant. But I will say this. Like, you know, you said it sounds like you're a Niners fan, right, Gabe? Yes, I am. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a, a lifelong 49er fan. Okay. So, yeah, it, it was a great trade for you guys. And I, I've, I'm sure you've read similar stories, too. You know, Belichick has is, is always been a Jimmy G guy. You know, some would say he was the one who's trying to push for Jimmy G over Brady toward, towards the end of that tenure. But I think he definitely hooked you guys up. I know he was tight with Shanahan. Um, there's been stories yeah. come out that he very well could have just dumped him out to like Cleveland or something like that. But a, I think he wanted yeah. to get him out of the AFC, and I think he wanted to set him up well. You know, Niners and Shanahan—that's a—that's a solid franchise, solid organization, good ownership. Obviously, a high-producing team over the last few years. So, no, I, I think Jimmy G is a, a. At the time, I thought he was a serviceable quarterback, and I think he's shown. You know, take out what I think was an outlier game where he got benched a week or a couple weeks ago. I think he's a solid starting quarterback in the NFL. He got, certainly agree, gets paid like it, but he's uh, oh he's yeah, a, I, he's I, a good good quarterback. Oh, I agree with that because to me, um, 
I mean, I know there's even some 49er fans are critical of him. I mean, yeah. they're not sold on him. I mean, they're holding the Super Bowl over his head and things like that. But I've always said, okay, yeah, I agree. I mean, he did go cold in the Super Bowl. But yeah. for me, I mean, I think I think about it is he didn't have to be put in that position. If yeah. we ran the football, I mean, we win the Super Bowl. I mean, he's not MVP of this Super Bowl, but that's okay. We still win the Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah. So, David, um, what about you? What do you? What were your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo when he first got drafted? Uh, I I initially loved the pick. Uh, Belichick, if you know your Patriot uh, history, is not afraid to uh, stab you in the back and send you off before you are out of your prime. <laughs> he has no problem cutting throats. Um, and and sometimes uh, I think people in that are fans of other teams are like. I can't believe you let that guy walk and uh you know two years later they're on a, a steep decline down he does seem a little clairvoyant when it comes to when guys are going to be on the decline and i think he was it, it seemed as if he was getting ready maybe not immediately but he was getting ready for the moment when that had to happen to brady and it hurts me to say that as a brady fan but uh, at, at the same time i'm a patriot fan first so uh, I, whatever is better for the team, and I trusted Bill more than I trusted anybody else. Uh, and I've said it on my show many times, so is my co-host. There's Bill Belichick and then there's everybody else. So I really appreciated the pick. I thought that he was, for the first time in a long time, we weren't drafting from the like the, the X-Factor playbook. We weren't looking to find some diamond in the rough. We had actually found someone who had a reasonable college pedigree. He was like, he was someone who had a, he was a known commodity to a degree. Mm -hmm. And it looked like he was there to be the next guy. It looked like, all right, he's gonna come in. He's gonna do the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre thing where, you know, he learns under Brady. And then uh, in a few years, he's gonna take over and, and that'll be that. And of course, uh, Brady just kept producing and producing. And we ended up with a little bit of a glut of um, pretty pretty good um, backup quarterbacks with Brissett and Garoppolo uh, so you know it be, it be, he became expendable and it, when Brady didn't look like he was going to be going anywhere anytime soon you have to move on from that while well, he's still an asset if he sits for another year or two it, it becomes a lot more difficult to get something for uh, Jimmy G and I'll be honest with you. I think that Jimmy G is an excellent quarterback. I don't think that um, I don't think he gets the credit for what he does. You can only work within your game plan. Your coach sets you up for as much success as everything else. So I think that uh, and that that week against the Dolphins, he's still clearly favoring uh, the ankle. I think mm -hmm. there's been plenty of coverage on it. He wasn't throwing as uh, as strong as he could have been, but last week you saw that strength back. He was pushing off the back foot a lot better, and he looked. Uh, significantly better uh, in the pocket. He just looked more comfortable. So I remember the pick and I liked it. I was sad to see him go, but uh, that's the business of football. And as a Patriot fan, you can't get attached to guys because uh, uh, they're they're going to be gone. It doesn't matter yeah, if you run 500 yards in a game. You're you know you miss that next practice and boom, cut. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, think about it. I mean, especially when y'all had that defense. You had you know Richard Seymour. You had. I mean, yeah, um, uh, I'm thinking, I, I know all, I, I remember all these guys. I yeah. can't remember all of the top of my head. I mean, Rich, Richard Seymour, Teddy Bruschi, Mike Grable. You had, um, 
I mean, the safety. Oh man, sorry, I've, I've drawn a blank. But I know, I know you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, but I mean, I mean, those guys were good. But after they were starting to decline, Belichick just unloaded them. Yeah, he's very good at that. You know, to David's point, it's it's almost like you get a lot of heat for it at the time, and then fast forward two years, and they're calling him a genius. It's it's just kind of how how it's. I don't know if it's just been a string of luck, but. It, it, it's worked out well you know if you look guys like Wes Welker or even like a way back when they released I think one of the more controversial ones was when they released not released I forget if it was a release or a trade when they sent uh, Laura Malloy to the Bills um, yeah. that, oh, that was yeah. they were talking about that was going to blow up the locker room and this this and that and they win the Super Bowl so you know it's like it's like what do you you know you can't really blame the guy for the long term vision um, and the, the cool thing about Jimmy G is man he basically took he's the epitome of just you know, taking an opportunity and running with it, right? He got his starts during the deflate gate suspensions and he took two games and turned it into what, like a hundred eighty million dollar contract or like something absurd. So uh yeah. oh yeah, you can't no, knock no the doubt, guy. no doubt. <laughs> yeah, because I and here's what here's what here's what I knew this guy had it. Is that you know, during the you know, let's talk about that Brady suspension. That Brady suspension Please. for deflate gate. I mean, that first game he played against Arizona. Arizona yeah. um, Probably one of the top defenses yep. now. I mean, they yeah, were like that was an upset. Super Bowl, they were like another Super Bowl ready, yeah. or Super Bowl ready team. And the Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo started that game, and he he tore that defense to shreds. Yeah. I was like, wow, this guy's gonna re- this guy's definitely gonna replace Brady at some point. I mean, that's what I was thinking too, because I mean, this guy's got has got it. Mm-hmm. Well, we were hoping I mean, for a game manager at that point. We yeah, were hoping exactly. that, you know, if our defense can steal two games this over this suspension, yep. we're in great shape. And I think what did we go three and one, something like that, because he only played two. I did think, he get hurt, Jimmy G? Yeah, Jimmy played he got two. Hurt, got hurt. Yeah. And then Brissett, Brissett came Brissett in. played two, and I think he lost. A uh, close one. I remember but it when it wasn't he, like he, the big he didn't one. Give it away. Yeah, the big one was when we beat the Titans. I remember. I think it was like a Thursday night game. Brissett did rather, and it was yeah. one of those classic. You see it all the freaking time. Like every the screenshot of like every like ESPN analyst or whatever making their pick, and it's like Texans, Texans, Texans. I think it was like twenty-eight nothing or something like that. That's when it was like okay, like we're if Tom needs to miss four games, like life goes on, but. Like a, Jacoby Brissett's another great example. He turned he turned that opportunity into uh, a, a job with uh, with Indy for a little bit too. So yeah, he got a yeah. raw deal, yeah. deal this year with Philip. He Rivers sure did. Because yeah, I mean, think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll probably end up going back to him at some point because yeah. Philip Rivers is a flame out. Agreed. <laughs> Philip Rivers looks exactly his age right now. Correcto. Yep. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, exactly. Analysis. <laughs> Yeah. So now, now get now. I mean, you mentioned earlier, um, Dan, about the um, the stories that came out about you know Tom Brady going. I mean, going to Robert Kraft yeah. and ask him to trade um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, did, I mean, in your in your in your mind, I'll ask you this too, David. I mean, did and did you did Brady actually felt like Jimmy Garoppolo was a threat? I mean, I mean. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I would. I would think so. I mean, you know, you know how competitive a guy Brady is. And like I said earlier, I think it's, it's a lot of, um, I, I think, I think new England as a fan base embraced Jimmy G. Like I said, I think he's a marketable player, you know, um, good arm, good player. He did his thing while he went in there, you know, uh, young had every, everything pointing towards, Hey, this is the next guy, but I, I'm, I'm always going to follow. I, it, it wasn't like, you know, Philip Rivers is a great example. It wasn't like he was, 
backing up Philip Rivers. He was backing up an elite level quarterback who ended up oh, winning yeah. multiple Super Bowls after that. So at the time, I was pretty indifferent with it. You know, like I said, backup quarterback to me in New England has never really been a, a thing I've considered until now when he's when Brady's gone <laughs> and, and we've seen what backup quarterback in New England looks like when your starter misses games. Um, but no, at, at the time, I, I didn't really think too much into the the narrative of who, who's who, who's motivated to move him and was you know Brady a, a driver in that decision. But um, no, I don't know. And we've seen it before. It's like you know I think uh, before Jimmy G, it was Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I I oh, couldn't yeah. even tell you what happened to his career after. Right. Him, so. I mean Mallett didn't do. Mallett hasn't done nothing yeah. since he left no, Arkansas. Yeah, J- Jimmy mean, G is is Joe Montana compared to what happened to Ryan Mallett's career. But uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I, I was pretty indifferent with it at the time. It was just a typical, like David said earlier, that's a typical transaction in New England. Yeah. How about you, David? I mean, did you did you do you did you believe that Brady thought that Jimmy G was a threat? Uh, yeah, I did. I. I don't think it's the way the media portrays it mm. as if Tom was like scared he was going to lose his job. I'll tell you what I think Tom was thinking. Tom was thinking, look, I don't want this young guy breathing down my neck. Yep. Look how many sweetheart deals I've taken for you. Look how many like wins I'm bringing you. I'm carrying like I'm doing everything I can for the franchise. I'm competitive as all hell. He's doing everything he can here. And he just doesn't want to feel like he could be replaced that next week. And I think it was I think it was more that than like I'm scared I'm going to lose my job. I think he just wanted some reassurances from the organization mm-hmm. that you know, look, look at all these deals I've like I've left money on the table my whole career, which is why he went to Tampa. He's left yeah. that much money on the table to make sure that they could get him whatever he needed to win. And I'm sure he wouldn't trade championships for dollars, but I think of course he wanted not. I think that he wanted uh, just a little bit of like you know. Look, I don't ask you for much in terms of like, you know, reassurance here, but give me this. If you can give me this, I'm good. And then like like Dan said, there's a couple of championships after the fact. Mm-hmm. So it was absolutely the right move at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys so you guys agreed it was it was the it was the best move at the time. Yeah. I mean like it's it's just hard to especially in a winning culture in, in New England. It's like you don't no one cares about the future. It's like you can go into every season. I've said this before, like on our show, it's like there was a time where you could go in, a New England fan could go into every season and have a, a, a reasonable expectation that we are going to at least be in the Super Bowl, if not win the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's not like a, an up and coming franchise where it's like, all right, let's draft for the future. Let's develop these guys. Nah, no one cares about that. We have Tom Brady. Who cares who's backing him up? He's invincible. So <laughs> that, that was kind of my outlook yeah. on that whole thing. But now we're in the we're now we're in the present, and it's like, oh, this is what this this is what a, a normal looking you know quarterback <laughs> situation looks like. This kind of sucks, but <laughs> certainly okay. got the best. Well, out. let me ask you. Let me ask you both this: um, Do you guys wish y'all had Jimmy G back with the Patriots? I'll let you take that one first, David, if you want. Yeah, I. It's so hard to like. Okay, so here's the thing. I like Cam. Mm-hmm. I do. I think Cam. I, I like that. There's a quarterback that Bill can do interesting schematic things with. Um, I think that McDaniel's is having uh, a good time playing around with it. Of course, he was put on the COVID list, so he wasn't able to play, and we've lost a couple of games. But even um, during all of this, when we've seen Cam, like. 
in a reasonably healthy Patriots team against that Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks team playing against who I think is the MVP of the league right now, what Russell Wilson. Um, they basically came within inches mm-hmm. on a QB sneak of winning that game. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for anything right now. It's nice to see them competitive without Tom. I don't think that Jimmy G would, um, would necessarily be a bad thing, but it's hard for me to imagine life. Like when would we, would we trade for him now and get him back with, I know they were talking about like there was a, yep. a hard rumor about Jimmy G coming back. Yeah, I, just, I hear that stuff all the time. It seems like every time, you know, he has a bad game, you hear, you see all these stories coming out like, oh, Jimmy G's time is almost yeah. up and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even listening to that. I don't, I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it. I didn't see him coming back to the Patriots. And if he did, I mean, great. He's a good quarterback. Would I, would I take a good quarterback? Yes. Would I take him over Cam right now? I don't know <laughs> if that's fair. I don't like not to sit on the <laughs> fence. I, I think I like what Cam brings in one year, like athletically over Jimmy G if you're asking me for the next five years I'd probably take Jimmy yeah I think um I mean I'm a big cam guy I always have been so I for this year I would 100% take cam over Jimmy G it'd be a different story if Jimmy G just kind of rode the course as the backup quarterback and kind of inherited this year that's different he knows the offense he knows the playbook he knows everything I think that would be I could, you could argue that that would be more of a success. But the other way to think of it is, man, you take some of those dudes you got out in San Fran and bring them over to Cam. You give Cam a George Kittle, Debo, you know, all those guys in the backfield. Granted, I think half of them are on IR now, but that that's a completely yeah. different story. So, I, I mean, I think in a vacuum, I, I think, and I think this is the general consensus. I think most people would say Cam is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. Maybe, maybe not, but I, I'm, I'm right okay now. With, right now, right now, for sure. So. Right now, I'm okay with the Cam situation. I think, um, I think this this week is really the the test for the Patriots. I'll kind of last week's game. I'll kind of you can blame it on COVID. You can blame it on whatever. But they really they no practice exactly. <laughs> it's exactly like they haven't had a real game in three weeks. The Kansas City game was a logistical nightmare. The next week, it's literally moved. Cam comes back to practice, and we saw what happened against Denver. Uh, I'm really not ready to make. They only a... gave up field goals. That's very true. Guys, they only gave up field goals. That's true. Against the Broncos. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, though, I'm, I'm curious to see how they come out on Sunday because the other thing I've noticed that I was going to mention, I heard this on the radio last night and actually went back to check it. So the line on this game has been moving crazy. I think it opened at like Patriots minus four and a half. It's gone down to as low as minus it's, one. I think it's like minus one and a half right now. So something's been something's yikes. going. Last, on. last thing last last one last one was like two like two point yeah. five. Um, Still, that's a lot of. That's that was the last thing I've been in a pretty short period of time. So, I'm I'm curious to see how this game goes. I, I think after Sunday's game, New England fans and just in general, I think we'll have a better idea of kind of what we're working with because, um, you know, you guys have there's a lot of injuries in San San Fran. I mean, losing Nick Bosa for the year stinks. I love that kid too. Oh yeah, um, that's that that was that's, that was that's terrible, man. Wrenching. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like that kid a lot. Yeah, we. Yeah, we've we've had we've had the injury Seriously. we've had the injury flu basically. I mean, we've had like I said, Nick Bosa, Solomon yeah. Thomas, Richard Sherman. Oh, I, I mean, now Raheem yeah. Moster, he's not. He, yeah, Moster's kind yeah, of gone back. Re- and forth, re- right? He got hurt, came back, got hurt again. Yeah, he's he, yeah he got hurt, came back, came back, got hurt, so he's nice. out again. <laughs> I mean, of course, this week we're we're, we're going to be down two safeties. Yeah. I mean, um, Jimmy Jimmy Ward and um 
Toshki Top is going to be out this Damn. week, so we're going to be playing the backup um, safeties. The good news so, is you can just uh, do a little uh, shovel pass to Brandon Ayuk, and he can just leap over yeah, it. All right. <laughs> that that that's going to be interesting. Now, now let's go ahead and um, switch gears to the game. I mean, let's let, let I mean, what what do you think would be the key to this game for the for your for your Patriots, like? Like give give us one um, key. To the I, game. I would just like to see some uh, a little consistency on offense. Like I said, like Dave and I both said, they have, they haven't had a real practice in quite some time. I think this is the first week that's probably felt like a real game week. Um, and and just seeing what kind of from a schematic standpoint, what Josh Daniels can do with a quarterback like Cam and some arguably I don't know how to put this the right way. Lim- I guess limited weapons um, on the well limited yeah. compared to what we've had in the past on the on the new england side i'm, I'm just curious to see how that looks i want how about you Don, David? i want to see i want to see a receiver get That'd open be nice, huh? <laughs> uh, I, i'm so the one thing the patriots have been really good at this year is running yep. the ball um although you can't just run the ball unfortunately no matter what the baltimore ravens tell you you can't do it um you you need to be able to get open and, and cam in order for cam to be effective he needs at least he needs Harry or whatever Edelman is able to do to like to get open. Like there, there needs to be some separation. He's been like Cam's been trying his darndest yep. to get guys the ball, but no one's available, and you can only make a pass out of the backfield so often before guys blow it up. And we saw that in yep. Denver. So uh, I think that's the key. Dude, where of- was Julian Edelman in that game? I mean, he's like, I was like. Julian Edelman was like non-existent. It was like, whoa, uh, is, he, is Julian Edelman playing? Or I still, what? I still stand by the the thought that he's hurt. I think me too. Hurt. I think he's playing. Hundred percent. They even said his his snap count is very low compared to like the normal the normal ratios. He's even on the field, let alone you know on the field making yeah. plays. So, and I mean, Julian Edelman's getting old. Like I was listening to someone on uh, David. Are you are you do you live in New England area? No, I mean I'm up in Canada, oh, man. Geez, okay. <laughs> I'm way up in the same country. Uh, Never mind. But I was listening to one of the local stations out here. I mean, Edelman's 34 years old. Like, there's not many wide receivers in the league who are tearing it up at that age. I just think we're, like I said, it's just kind of a a New England bias. We're just used to being a high-performing players every single year, you know, just better than anybody else. And I think this year is kind of a reality check with like, hey, here's what we have to work with. Let's make the most out of it. and, And Julian Edelman's no different. Uh, yeah, for well, for me, this key in the game is going to be, I mean, it's going to be yeah. the receivers. Um, you know, Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon, um, IQ, and um, De- Debo Samuel, because we all know Belichick is is the best at taking away yep. your best player. I mean, I, I believe he's going to have to use um, Kyle's going to have to use George Kittle as a decoy. Mm. I mean, early and early in this game. I mean, I mean, maybe even use some tight end screens or whatever, but. As far as you know, going down the field and things like that, I think because I because we all know the Patriots secondary is actually yep. pretty good with you know the McCourty, McCourty um, twins and you know Stephon Gilmore. I mean, so it's going to be hard to get go down the field against yep. those guys. But I think early he's going. I mean, the, running the football is going to be key. Yep. I mean, of course we don't have Mo, Mo, um, Raheem, but you know Jarrett McKinnon's going to have to step up. I mean that new guy, you know, Hasty. He's gonna have to step mm-hmm. step it up. So, but I'm at this 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 game does have me a little it's nervous. It's gonna be a good game because 
for sure. It, it is going to be, be interesting for Jimmy G to be back. I didn't in, uh, close game. back in the building as well. I wish there were fans. I, I think even without fans, it still must be interesting. Or uh, I don't even know how to describe it—a a feeling for him coming back to the building. Every hall down you walk, you just see banner after banner after banner. All these pictures of Tom Brady. Yeah. So I, I think he might be a little hungry to uh, to get after a little bit on Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a if he has a good game and if they let him kind of air it out a little bit. It's too bad. Right. He, right. It's too bad he doesn't have this game against Tom. I know. Good call. Uh, it's, it's too bad that it's against that it's yeah. against Ham instead. And I don't think I don't think your Niners uh, play the Bucks, and it, it would be in the playoffs, right. wouldn't it, Gabe? I don't think they're scheduled to play them. So uh, the, um, the, uh, the the Patriots and Forty no, Niners? No, the Forty Niners and the Buccaneers. Oh no, they the only they're not they're, they're not on the schedule this year. So yeah. I mean, the only way they're going to see each other is the um is the playoffs. Which I'd be nice if yeah. you know we can get it together and. And, you, know, you know, see them in the NFC Championship. I mean, that would be must-see oh, yeah. TV. But, Definitely. You know, it's, I mean, it's going to be hard because, like I say, I mean, we took a step last week, you know, in beating a division yeah. foe in the Rams. But, you know, next week we got to play Seattle. Brutal. Got to still play the Rams again, division. Seattle again, and then Arizona yeah, again. Yeah, it's the so toughest division I agree. in football. 100%. Easily. So it, it's, it's going to be hard, you know, to duplicate what we did last year, which, which we went 5-1 and one in the division, really should have went undefeated yeah. in the division if it wasn't for a missed kick in that overtime game against oh, the yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. So, yeah. We would, like, like, I, like I was saying before, we were last year, and, and if anybody has doubts with Jimmy G, I mean, think about it. We were three plays away from being undefeated. Just one throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Three plays. Yeah, one throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Taking a lead I mean, and and like I said, Seahawks was the, the Seahawks was the um yeah. the missed kick. Baltimore, you know, they just made one more play than we did. And of course, the Atlanta game, which I'll admit I'm still <laughs> burned up about. You know, we, we, had, we had we had stopped, you know, Julio Jones in the in the, yeah. in the end zone. We'd have won that game. And think about it, Jimmy Garoppolo won a shootout with Drew Brees last year. Yeah, I remember year. that. Now That's think why. about it. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, he made yeah. the play that put the um, put the 49ers in a position to win that game against the Saints in Drew yeah, Brees' backyard. Yeah. That doesn't tell you, that doesn't um, tell doubters something, and I don't know what does. Yeah, no, like, and think about also, he also won, won beat Aaron Rodgers twice. You know, once yeah. in the regular season blowout. and in the playoffs. Two blowouts. Those weren't even close. Yep, blowout. Yeah. Exactly. And then, then also an, another one. I mean, he made the play. Against the Rams that clinched yep. us the division, you know the 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 bomb to um, Emmanuel Sanders that put us in position to kick a field goal and yeah, win that you know game. What? So you're right. I don't I don't you're right. I'm gonna retract my statement. I, I I that was a that was a disservice when I said he's a serviceable quarterback. Jimmy G is a very good NFL quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what else does this guy need to do? He's a very good NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, what what more do people want? I mean, I mean, look. Joe Montana and Steve Young are not um, walk, going through Correct. coming through that door. I mean, he's he's been the best quarterback we had since yep. Colin Kaepernick. Yep. Yeah. Good call. Oh, Definitely. easily. Yeah. Oh, you're not a you're not a Blaine Gabbert I guy, mean, Gabe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, no. Yeah, you guys I mean, had some tough ones. The only thing, the only thing worse than Blaine Gabbard was Chip Kelly Good being call. our coach. Yeah. And I told, I and I, I told everyone. That this was a bad move. That this was a bad move. And people were like, oh, this is a good move. I was like, come on, guys. We should have hired Kyle's father, yeah. Mike Shanahan. But 
They didn't do that. So, of course, Chip Kiley was yep. a disaster. I will say this. Uh, the one thing that unites all football fans is their hate of Chip Kelly. Dude. Doesn't matter what oh, team God. you go for. It's Chip uh, Kelly. I'm a New Hampshire. I guy. mean, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly played the NFL and messed up a team that was built for him. I mean, Andy Reid left Chip Kelly with yeah. a team built to to run the playoff, and he destroyed. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you guys just saw this. Uh, Antonio Brown's visiting with the Buccaneers. Oh, Jesus! And is highly motivated to get a contract oh, done. Wow! Breaking news. Huh? Oh wow! Sports takes galore. No, that's 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 interesting. Um, oh, man. Well, there's the weekend story to look. That is to. interesting. I mean, it's, Tom, Tom well, got yeah. yeah, well, think about it. I mean, everybody was talking about um, him going to the um, yeah. Seattle. I mean, Seattle was God, on that he list. Would go to Tampa. That would just that would just be so Tampa. Yeah, he would. Who else can be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unreal. But um, that's that's Tampa's that's Tampa's way of saying they're going to oh, go for it are. all. Because think about it. Right now, um, Tampa has. Probably one of the best defenses yep. in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, so they're, I mean, so they're, 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 they're going for it. I mean, same thing with the Seahawks. If they, if they pick them up, they're trying to go for it because they see now that, you know, they're going to be in a fight to, for the division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so I mean, that's why I'm saying that these teams are trying to go for it. I mean, before, um, I mean, before the last season start, you know, there was talk about Antonio Brown coming yep. to the 49ers. I say, oh man! I mean, Jimmy G, him, him and Jimmy G together, be killer. But you know, he's a deeper receiver, and you know, one of the things that um, you know, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan has done in, in you know rebuilding you know my 49ers is they, they don't they want they have a strong locker room. I mean, no divas. Yep. Yeah, we're used to that in yeah. New England. We're definitely used to. There's, it's more, it's more about the the, the culture and the locker room than it is about. Uh, I mean, look and look at look at the standout leaders of like Patriot winning teams past. You're looking, you're talking about like guys you mentioned before, like Brewski and Vrabel. Like those guys are standout locker room guys. Vince Wilfork was one of those guys. Just, yeah, Vince Wilfork. I, I just thought about it. Willie, yeah. Willie McGinnis. Yeah, you know Rodney Harrison. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're class act guys. A lot of them are also on defense, yeah. but even your offense, even when you're talking about your Welker and Edelman, they're, you know, they're blue collar, let's, you know, lunch pail guys. And they're like, look, we're not here. And if you ever listen to Hall of Fame speeches for guys, I mean, Randy Moss talks about his like brief tenure in New England, like it was like next level. Same thing with um, Chad uh, Ocho Cinco mm-hmm. slash John. You're right, right. And don't think about it. I mean, remember, and then also Troy Brown. Troy Brown. I mean, he was. He was. I mean, think about it. He was a. He was a flashy diva receiver, but you know, he was that kind of receiver that, you know, make made plays for the Patriots. And even I think, he, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he even yeah, play he did defense? For a bit at, one year. I mean, one yep. time. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah. But um, hey, fellas, I, I have to. Uh, I do have to jump off. I got to go uh, put the little man down. But uh, but Gabe, thank you for uh, for having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. And then, um, oh, thank you, yeah, thank, thank you for coming on, Dan. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'd love to share it from all my podcast handles and stuff like that. And uh, I'd encourage you guys to uh, to maybe check out my show too. It's just the Morse Code Podcast on everywhere you get them. And then um, look forward to maybe uh, doing this again with you uh, sometime, Gabe. Thanks, bud. All right, thank See you, guys. Dan. Thanks for coming on. Later, Dan. See ya. So, Dave, you. David, you got a few more yeah, minutes? Yeah, I got minutes, man. Whatever you need. Okay. Okay. So, 
Um, let's 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 get more into the game. So, how you think the game is going to go and pick a winner? Oh, so if if the Patriots can get some wide receivers going, either Nikhil Harry or Edelman or God, I don't know anyone on the depth chart. Um, I think that the Patriots can probably win. I don't know if it's going to be super high scoring. I would say you're probably looking at a 24-21 game. And uh, I honestly think it's probably a pick uh, at this point. Because the Niners, if the Niners can get one of their big plays, if they can get Ayuk um, open, if they can get Debo going, um, then, you know, it's, it's trouble for New England. But like you said, that secondary is there. I, uh, I think it's probably the 49ers game to lose. Um, I think that they have a little more at stake right now. I think New England is clearly in uh, let's figure out what we've got mode. And I think that the Niners are trying to keep up with the Joneses. So it's the Niners game to lose is what I'll say. Hmm. I like, I like that. I agree. I, I, I believe it is um, the, the Niners game to lose. I think, like, as I stated, it's going to be up to, you know, the receivers. And I think the one guy who could be an X factor if he gets himself open is Trent Taylor. Now, when I look at Trent Taylor, one of the I've always, I mean, especially when Jimmy G was first traded to, to the um, 49ers, and he played those five remaining games. Yep. Trent Taylor looked like the Julian Edelman of the West. Yeah. And so I was, I, I was thinking, you know, unfortunately injuries have slowed him down, but I figure if he can get back what he had in his rookie season, we could have Brady, the Julian Edelman West. That's what I would have called Jimmy Garoppolo and um, Trent Taylor. But I believe Trent Taylor, if he can get it together, he could be the X factor because we all know the Patriots are going to be keen on Kittle. He's going to be keen on Debo Samuel and Brandon Iku. So, that slot receiver, I think, is going to be very important for Jimmy G. You know, that, well, to be that safety be, blanket. He could be the forgotten man in that <laughs> offense right now, because, like you said, Bill does key on guys, and that's that's always the way his defense is played. So he takes away your best player, which just means yeah. you need someone else to step up. And whether that's you know, Debo or Ayuk or Taylor, or whether it's um, who's who's the guy that just came into the as running back, not uh, McKinnon, but the other guy. Oh, oh, you talk about uh, Jamichael Hasty. Yes. If it's Hasty, it could be it could be McKinnon. It could be someone. It's it's got to be someone from that side of the ball that steps up. And defensively, uh, if you guys are able to contain uh, Cam, because Cam, what Cam does best is uh, he'll pull it down, and it looks like he's about to toss it, and everybody kind of backs off, and he gains nine, ten, you know, like eleven yards, and all of a sudden you're looking at him, and you're going. Oh, they're really marching down the field, and then you have to leave someone in to spy, and then a wide receiver's open, and it can go downhill in a hurry if you don't have the extra pressure that we saw that Denver um, brought last week against Cam. Yeah, well, that's one of the things. See, one of the, the, the problems that, I mean, even though our defense has been in the top 10, one of the um, Achilles heels that's been hurting us is the mobile quarterback. I mean, you saw it in, in, in game one, Kyler Murray, he hurt us. I mean, he had 100 yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, and even Carson Wentz hurt us, you know, with, with his legs. 
And, you know, Cam Newton, of course, a, a, a bigger, stronger animal. So that's one of the concerns I do have. So hopefully, you know, we can put that spy on him and make sure that, you know, he doesn't get outside the pocket, you know, and then we can just keep him there and force force him into some mistakes. Because I believe if we can force Cam Newton in, into some mistakes, you know, he does get he can get rattled and then his game starts to suffer. Definitely. Definitely. Pressure is key there. And, and I think if you're able to get uh, get to Cam early and often, uh, which is not unlike the plan that used to exist for Brady, uh, you stand a chance to rattle the cage a little bit and maybe take him out of his comfort zone. Uh, the same thing can definitely be said for Jimmy. If the if the Patriots get on, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, if the Patriots hit Jimmy a bit, uh, I think he starts focusing on that recently injured ankle and maybe the throws are he's not throwing off his back foot more and now he's you know he's lifting his leg a bit and not as much power and as soon as you start floating balls up there you start looking at guys like uh, Jackson JC Jackson and Gilmore and the McCordy boys everybody's going to be looking yeah. for that ball and you're going to see a lot of ball hawking I think so it, oh yeah no, no doubt now that's, that's that's the one thing now here's the thing getting going back to that um to, to you know that Miami game where he was struggling and he and he threw those bad interceptions. Yeah. Here's here, here's the thing. I don't blame him in particular for um, that loss. I mean, he does shoulder some of that because you know he didn't play very well. But let's be honest, the offensive line up until last week has been playing terrible. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean the offensive line I had failed him in, in that Miami game because I mean he was he was taking sacks, he was getting hit. I mean. And after a while, when, when when you when you can't trust your offensive line, then anytime you drop back, you you, you make quick decisions, worrying that you you're not going to get protected. We saw that last week with Aaron Rodgers, okay, against the Buccaneers. Exactly. You you saw him looking for that outside pressure that wasn't there because he felt it. It was, you know, we've seen it, you know, in years past. The famous Sam Darnold quote: I "Feel like I'm seeing ghosts." Yep. You know, when when yeah, a quarterback exactly. gets hit a whole bunch of times. Uh, and the offensive line has let him down. Uh, you start making your decisions a little faster, but it's not necessarily the best decision. Like you really need to, uh, you don't maybe don't need to stand in there as long as uh, a guy like Daniel Jones does, who gets hit a lot, and takes a lot of sacks and strip sacks. But right, you right. certainly don't want to just like drop back and, and toss the first read you see, regardless of whether it's open. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they they yeah, the, the, the Bucks they punished Rodgers like um, last yeah. week. I mean, it was it, it was something. That was tough. That was a tough. So, one. but yeah, but I I think I mean I, I believe I mean I, I believe like I say if if if, if we can be um, balanced on the offensive side of the ball and can get to Cam Newton, I think we can. I I believe we can win this game. I I I probably agree with you with that same score. You know, twenty four. 2021. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a burn burner, but I think that it's going to be a good game. I'm hoping for a good game. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just I want to see competitive football for my team, um, and I hope that uh, the Niners don't have another terrible game. I like honestly, if it not if not for the Patriots, I'd probably uh, root for the Niners a bit myself. You guys are in a tough tough division, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what you bring. Um, this week against uh, a bit of an unknown in terms of what you're going to get. Are you going to get the Patriots team that almost beat the Seahawks, or are you going to get the Patriots team that offensively couldn't 
do anything and lost to a Broncos team who kicked field goals. Well, yeah, this is yeah, this is true. This is true. Now, of course, if we get the Niners team from last week, you know, especially you know that first that first drive that we had against the Rams, where everything was just clicking on all cylinders, if we can get that offense and get that consistently, then yeah, we'll be good to go. I don't, I don't, I think I wouldn't be surprised if this is a defensive game early. You know, probably for like a quarter, yeah. quarter and a half, because I think. Like I say, well, there's so many unknowns and things like that. So I think these, I mean, both these teams are probably feeling each other out. You know, Jimmy might be hesitant early. You know, trying to feel, um, see where you know where those um, safeties and those cornerbacks are. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know Kyle Shanahan decided, you know, when he scripts the first 15, you know, start off with maybe you know some runs and maybe short passes and you know, Akayu and um and Debo Samuel with the you know, with the um, reverses and things like that. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he starts there early. I think you're right. And then as things go, yeah, you'll, you'll you know, take maybe shots, deep. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, definitely, you know, sitting down there at, you know, 425. Um, I'm definitely, definitely be right in front of the TV, you know. All right, Jim. I've got to head out here, buddy. Um, Okay, well, um, thanks for um, coming uh, on the podcast. If anybody's looking for my stuff, you can find it at Armchair Commentary. Um, And yeah, let me know when this uh, drops and I'll definitely share it out and I'll uh, recommend people come check you out, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, Gabe. All right, thank you. I'll do the same. Bye now. All All right, you...